This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Okay, hello and welcome to the Blueprint Review Podcast. Uh, this is episode forty-four, um, which and it's been it's been far too long as usual. So we've been crap this year, really. Crap. I'm sure we was on about episode forty at the beginning of the year, something like that. We yeah, I'm surprised we've done four this year, but yeah, it's 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 been pathetic, really. It's I don't know. It's been uh, it's been difficult because everyone's living all over the place at the minute. You, you've you've lived in several different places this year, I think. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Although maybe it should be our New Year's resolution: more podcasts. Yeah, definitely. It will be good. We'll be we'll be good to get back into it, really. Um, yeah, because I bet most of the films that we're going to chat about today, I bet we've not actually chatted about on a previous podcast. Yeah. Which yeah, not good, not good. Nah. So the format. So obviously we've done this a few times now. Do you just want to explain how we do this? Only two of us, like the lowest amount so yeah. far. Yeah. Get yeah, everyone together. It's been really difficult to get people together, so I kind of just gave up trying and was like, no, let's just do it. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna chat about our favorite films of the year, as always, um, top ten. Uh, we talk, talk about our worst films of the year, and as as we usually do, um, oh, I forgot to write these down, but I'll, I'll come up with something. But um, <laughs> will you talk about uh, sort of surprises and disappointments of the year as well? Um, what I thought as well we might want to talk about briefly is what we're looking forward to. Um, next year maybe uh, yeah, yeah yeah sure yeah actually we could start with that actually just because because we, we used to talk about trailers at the beginning when you do a normal podcast it's been a while because i think the last podcast we did was was like a review of summer so it's been a while since just a basic standard podcast but um yeah i mean what i mean there's an obvious one that i'm <laughs> star wars <laughs> yeah yeah there's an obvious one uh, uh, is there anything else coming out well i was thinking about this i was having a look to be honest, the ones that I'm looking forward to are coming out soon. It's more the sort of Oscar and uh, festival sort of buzz sort of films that um, come out around Oscar season that, that I'm looking forward to. I think you've seen one of them, and, um, is Birdman, but that's that's what it, it's, it's out already. Actually, I just haven't had a chance. It came out like today or yesterday or something. So, am I allowed to have it in my top ten? You yeah, you did watch it bef- in 2014. I'll let you off. I'll let you off. Yeah, right. because he had previews. It was it. Yeah. Proper cinema. Because I've got I've got one on my list which was previewed early as well. So. Oh, Whiplash, yeah. Yeah, Whiplash. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll let you off. But I'm looking forward to that even though it's, it is out. Um, but I'm, I'm going on holiday for a week so I'm going to have to wait. I just hope it's still on. Um, it, it sounds... It's 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 getting a lot of good reviews and things. I think it's, it should hopefully hang around. Surely, surely yeah. it will. The Lincoln Odeon's pretty naff though but we'll see. Um, the other ones I'm looking forward to, uh, Inherent Vice looks like fun. It looks a bit goofy, like kind of silly, but um, but I'm intrigued. I'm always I'm always interested in uh, Paul. T- I always get <laughs> is it Paul Thomas Anderson or is it? I always get mixed up with the other guy. Paul Thomas got, Anderson. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. A Most Violent Year sounds like it's it's supposed to be pretty good. And uh, I finally got around to watching. Uh, I still haven't seen. I've heard raves about Margin Call. I still haven't seen that, but I saw all all is lost recently, and I like that. So I'm int- intrigued as to what JC Chandor is going to be up to. Um, uh, Selma's been getting good reviews, although it sounds a bit sort of Oscar baity, sort of like important sort of 
bi- bio- biopic sort of thing. But I don't know. It's it's been getting very good reviews, so I'm still I'm still up for watching that. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, there's quite a lot of sort of bigger big films I'm kind of intrigued by. Obviously, Pixar's new film Inside Out. It's great to see them doing an, an original film again. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and even things like Avengers Two. You know, just oh, is that next year? Already? Yeah, 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 that's next year. And then even even like all the all of them really. Like, I'm quite although I wasn't that impressed with the trailer, but I'm still intrigued by Jurassic World. Yeah. Um, even Mad Max, the kind of trailers are quite oh, interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah, Mad Max does look good actually. I talk, I, the, yeah. the Kingsman, the um, yeah, that what, that could be fun. Yeah, I'm saying I like Kickass and Tomorrowland could oh, be yeah. could be interesting. Um, and then there's other ones like obviously things like that Chappie again wasn't maybe mega sold on the trailer, but again like the idea of it. And, yeah. So there's a few, you know, there's actually quite a lot of films and and to be honest, the ones usually that we end up love, loving are the ones we don't even know about yet. No. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so but I reckon it's going to be a good year. Ultimately, Star Wars is out, so... Yeah, it's going to be... Amazing. I mean, I could probably do next year's top one already. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, I'm quite looking forward to it. But my, my uncle, uh, uh, Nancy, and, and, and their two... Um, I say kids, they're, they're quite old now, but um, we're <laughs> over... I saw them around just, just yesterday, and uh, the, the whole family, um, at least my uncle and, and, the, and the, the, his kids are, are well into Star Wars, so they were very, very excited. We were talking about that last night, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's good. You can, you can <coughs> feel it. You can feel the excitement brewing. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. I just can't wait. Even the next trailer I can't wait for whenever that comes mm. out. But, yeah. yeah. Enough, enough geeking out. Um, yeah, so obviously <laughs> when we do our top tens, there's a kind of a method that we do is that if somebody mentions one, then the, if someone's got it higher, then we wait. To discuss it until they've both sort of gone through it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, do you want to start with? I mean, how do we want to do it? Obviously, we've got disappointment, surprises. Obviously, our worst films as well. Um, and then obviously the top ten, top yeah, top ten of the, of the best films. Um, I mean, what we could do? Maybe no, ma- no, maybe no. end with the top ten. Maybe maybe yeah. get get the smaller stuff out first. Um, so we end on a high. <laughs> Okay, so why don't we just start with the shit? So we'll start with worst film, then disappointment, and we'll just slowly get more positive, and then the best surprise, and then the best films. We'll, we'll, we'll go from the, from down and miserable to, yeah. to, to, to joyous. So so the worst films. Um, so who wants to go first? Are we only going to do top three? Yeah, let's just do three for, for, for worst. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a few honourable mentions that I did make my top three, but one of them, I'm, the only reason I haven't got it in is because it, it came out officially this year, but I'm pretty positive I had it in my last year's worst films, and that was only Lovers Left Alive. So I just thought that deserves an honourable mention, just in case I didn't mention it last year, yeah. <laughs> then I definitely want to mention it this year. And um, and I'll also mention Lost River, which I saw this year, uh, which is Ryan Gosling's directorial debut. That's definitely one of the worst films I've ever seen. Did that actually um, get released then this year? But it didn't get released, okay. and now it's saying that it's going to go straight to video. It's it's not getting a, a cinema. So I thought I'd give it an honourable mention. Um, and uh, fuck, uh, fuck, I'll give a third honourable mention. <laughs> and this is probably the most overrated film of the year, and it nearly made my worst films. Um, and that's Mr. Turner. <sighs> I, I hated that film so much. Um, I liked oh, it. Maybe that's strong. Did I, it make well, it ten? No, it didn't make it ten. I didn't like oh, okay. it. I didn't like it that much. I mean, I think what I found in Mr. Ten, I, I'm quite late in coming on to Mike Lee. I kind of didn't really watch many of his films. Any of his films when I was younger, uh, they kind of didn't appeal to me. This sounded like not my kind of thing. But in Cannes a couple of years ago, I saw Another Year and loved it. And uh, I've watched a couple more since then. I've seen Life uh, Sweet and Life is Sweet. Yeah. Oh, I watched that. Was there another one? Saw. I'm forgetting now, but but um, I, and I, I loved that as well. So um, as I was very excited about Mr. Turner, even though you, you and Chris kind of slagged it off in Cannes, 
but uh, because the other reviews were so strong and because I was kind of enjoying Michael E so much recently, um, I, uh, I, I, I gave it a go anyway. And uh, I liked it. I mean, I wasn't, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely the worst I've seen of Michael E so far. But, um, but, but you still liked it. But I still liked it. I think, I think it, it, it is a bit too meandering. Like, it doesn't really have much of a focus. But his film's kind of like that anyway. But it did, it did kind of... It did kind of just meander a lot. It didn't have that kind of hook. But at the same time, I I didn't really mind. I kind of I kind of I, I went with it anyway. I didn't find myself getting bored as such. And I, and I did love the perform. I loved Timothy Spall. I loved a lot of some of the other performances. And um, I just liked the feel of it. I, I found it quite uh, funny and uh, and quite touching. But it, it didn't really. It, you know, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't mind blowing. I think it was a bit over. It was overrated. I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, it, I mean, for me, I mean, I just, I suppose, I just didn't find it funny, like his other stuff. And for me, when it was trying to be funny, I felt as if it sort of jarred, like tonally, it just felt like it didn't fit with the rest of the film. The, yeah. the kind of scene with the kind of the maid character in particular, when she's like, I can't remember what she's doing, and she's like brooming all those things that are trapped in the, the light room and stuff like that, and <laughs> and the ex-wife and daughters and stuff. I don't, I don't know, it just didn't work for me. But um, yeah. but it didn't actually make my bottom three. Um, it, yeah. I just felt as if. Um, I needed a mention for being the most overrated film of the year, um, but you know why don't you go with your number three okay. worst films? Okay, well, well, my my bottom three. I um, I don't want to sound too harsh on them because I didn't really watch any films that I genuinely hated this year. So my bottom three are just kind of films that that uh, well, one of them I kind of disliked. One of them, one of them I found very disappointing. And the, but the third one is is made in America. It's a um, it's one I got sent to review. It's it's just a, it's a concert film really about this this big benefit concert that uh, Jay Z put on, and there's loads of famous like artists there, and it, it wasn't terrible. Um, but it was just it was what I found with it was the music was great. They had some they had some great artists, a lot of artists that I liked there. Nice mix of music, and the music was great. But what kind of bothered me was it it didn't really it didn't really they they, they didn't show enough of the performances. They tried to turn what was could have been an amazing concert film. And try and turn it into a documentary, and the documentary elements are just don't work for me. They 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 just um, they feel very false. It's just kind of kind of trying to wring sort of sub stories out of these celebrities and things that just don't work. And it, it just yeah, it, it just really failed as a documentary, even though as a concert film it was it was pretty good. So it was just kind of disappointing and a bit of a nah, sort of didn't do much for me sort of film. It wasn't awful, but um, I'm certainly not going to rush out to see it again. Yes, that was my number three. Okay, fair enough. Um, my num- I mean, that's a film I've never heard of and I've probably never ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, my number three is Hunger Games Mockingjay. Um, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I haven't seen it, actually. I missed the second one, so I didn't bother with the third one. Okay, yeah. I mean, well... Oh, okay. I mean, it could have been almost like... It was almost one of the disappointments as well. I actually really liked the first Hunger Games. Yeah, I, I thought like it was a really one. good film. Yeah, it's a big surprise. I thought it was good. The second one was a bit disappointing. It was it was all right, but it was just like a, a like a not as very good version of the first one. It just... You know, the first one was amazing because you sort of, it, was, it was this harrowing film. Um, on the one hand, this amazing world, this futuristic world of seeing the you know kind of a house society this society and that was kind of brilliant and then obviously descending into the hunger games and the kind of harrowing aspect of kind of kids killing kids sort of thing and it's kind of really worked for me and the second one had a bit of that but then it became a little bit more political and i just didn't care about that and this one is even worse i mean i I thought it was awful i mean i've never read any of the books and i know this was one book and they split it into two but my biggest problem with it is there's no change 
from the beginning of the film to the end of the film, nothing actually happens. The characters haven't moved on from the beginning to the end. It's like this film did not need to happen on, on, on a character level. It just, you know, it was really just sort of really meandering. And then the main focus of it is, which sounds interesting, is almost like the, the kind of media, it's not like the TV war. So it's this idea of how both sides are using media and TV to manipulate the kind of people and using their own role models. Like mm. the bad guys, so to speak, have got Peter and obviously the good guys have got Katniss. Um, but the thing is, it's just really cringy. It's just really badly done. So they've got these bits where they're just getting her to do these sort of like preachy speeches and to the kind of cameras and she's followed by a camera crew and stuff like that and it just doesn't work like you don't believe emotionally in the character or what she's fighting for because you know she's performing for these characters so it doesn't it just doesn't work on so many levels and yeah it's just really bad really bad and and utterly pointless so yeah yeah um, number two should I do my number two? oh yeah it wouldn't surprise me if my number two is in your top ten (laughs) okay but maybe not maybe not I don't know if you've even seen it I know it's kind of like getting a bit of a cult following already but my number two worst film i've seen is a film called the guest i haven't actually seen it but it looks like the sort of film that i would like i'm desperate to see it (laughs) yeah it wouldn't surprise me if you ended up really liking it um i mean it's it's a tricky one it's like if you take it as a shit b-movie cheap straight to video action trashy slasher type film you may get some enjoyment out of it but i think it's almost like a cheap get-out for the film, if that makes sense. It's like, oh, you know, it's easy to say, oh, it's supposed to be a bit shit. It's supposed to be ridiculous. It's supposed to be preposterous. It's like, well, is it? Really? I mean, I don't know if it is or not, but ultimately, either way, it didn't work. It, it is one of the most stupid films I've ever seen in my life. And I, and I didn't find it funny or ironic or witty or, or anything like that. I just thought it was stupid and shit. Um, yeah, I really didn't like it. Um, yeah, so that's the guess. But you're going to love it. It's going to be on your top ten next year. <laughs> Um, okay, my number two uh, is a film that a lot of people really liked, and it, it was just a big disappointment for me. And that was Frank. I don't know if you've seen oh, it. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. No. I just. It didn't help that I watched it on a flight. It was like a, a late night flight from America from a holiday, and um, it was late. I was watching it on one of these crappy little screens, and um, I was kind of interrupted occasionally, and uh, which didn't help. But I just found it really disappointing. It was. I think what annoyed me more was I kind of when it's when it there were moments near the start that I loved like um, they basically there's this this sort of uh, young sort of aspiring uh, songwriter musician is kind of going nowhere and he ends up getting he ends up getting mixed in with this uh, this sort of hip sort of weird experimental band um, headed by this guy who wears a massive Frank Sidebottom mask. Um, and he, and I, I, some of the ideas there, and some of the scenes, like I, th- I think, are great. So the potential is brilliant. Like when he joins the, he joins this group. They go away to some sort of remote uh, hut in the middle of nowhere to on this island, I think, to um, to write an album. And I kind of liked, I liked the scenes when they were making the album. It's like the music was quite cool and all this sort of stuff. And it had the potential to be quite a cool sort of quirky sort of indie comedy, but. It just, I just didn't get on with it at all. I just found it really, like, too sort of kooky and too sort of stereotypically Indian. It just everything annoyed me about it. But the main thing that I really hated, that I think, let down almost the whole film because 
because as I say, there are so many elements that I almost that I, I did like was the the lead actor because I mean um, a lot of when people talk about the film, they're always talking about um, uh, Fastbender. Fastbender, uh, but he's not really the lead. He just plays Frank, the guy with the. Is it that Dominic? Head. Yeah, Dominic. Yeah, I can't remember his name now, but um, but yeah, the, the, he's really the lead, and he just annoys the hell out of me in the film. I just don't like him at all, and he, he his character's annoying. His performance isn't particularly good, and it, I just didn't get I just didn't get on with it at all. I'm really surprised by all the love it's been getting. I, I maybe I can see it. it's kind of because it's kind of, it is different. It is unusual. It's kind of got some interesting ideas, but it just fell flat for me. It just really fell flat and it doesn't it, it, it ends really bad it kind of drags on and peters out and it, it just didn't really yeah didn't like it <laughs> oh okay i was quite looking forward to that um well a lot of people so, have liked it you never know <laughs> i've got a feeling our worst films are going to be the same i don't think you'll have seen oh maybe because i think laura said she was interested in seeing it oh no then no no it's, it's, mine's an obvious one okay oh no i think i know what yours is i think that was my number four and i'll talk about that in the <laughs> disappointment but my my number one worst film it uh, was the railway man which would just okay, yeah. I, I actually to be honest i actually just watched it just just at the end of 2013 but um it came out in 2014 so i'm going to talk about it now um yeah it was it was just again it was not horrible and absolutely hate it i haven't really hated anything new this year um because i've not seen a huge amount of new films but it just i mean it's been a while since i've seen it to really talk about it in detail but it it just didn't it just didn't didn't really work for me. Um, it it's kind of split into two with these um, flashbacks and the sort of present day stuff. And a lot of the present day stuff just it kind of let it down. It, it just it's got a nice ending when it, in the present day, but um, a lot of it it's not very well established, and you don't really believe what's happening to the characters. And uh, a big thing for me, and it sounds like, I think I talked about it when we reviewed it on the podcast, it's one of the few films we did review on the podcast this year, um, it's, it kind of doesn't, it's, the whole point of the film is about how he's been horrifically sort of tortured and stuff um, when he was a prisoner of war and he kind of goes back to, um, to sort of face the person who did it to him. And the whole film kind of builds and builds what happened to him as though it's some horrific thing. And maybe I've watched too many fucked up sort of films, but when you actually find out what happened to him, it's like, oh, really? It wasn't wasn't that bad. I mean, it, it obviously is. It's, it's horrible. But I think the way the film was building out, I was expecting it to be some sort of Serbian film level. You've been desensitised sort of, yeah. to know. torture. Okay, I mean, that's a bit of a minor niggle, but it always stuck with me. But just the film in general just falls a bit flat and just doesn't really work. As I say, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so it's hard to say why I hated it. But it really stuck with me as being quite a, a sort of a, a below-par sort of film. Whereas every I, the rest of this year, I think it's been really solid. There's been, there haven't been many masterpieces, if any, but... Um, but there's been a lot of solid films, a lot of films that I've enjoyed, and even the bottom end of sort of what I've seen this year, I still kind of, I still kind of enjoyed some of the films near the bottom. I'd still give them maybe three out of five or whatever. But yeah, you, yeah. you it was on a very positive worst films list. Um, yeah, but um, I, I can counterbalance it a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, my b- bottom film, as I'm sure you know, is Godzilla. Yeah. Um, I mean, we 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 have actually done a podcast on this film. Um, I just thought it was. <laughs> Awful, I, and I, 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 do you know, I just think this guy is borderline amateur in his direction. You know, he's obviously can he can create loads of special effects, and this and the, and the Godzilla monster itself looks incredible. Um, all the monsters look incredible, 
Um, but on a sort of a directorial level, like the, the kind of work with actors, um, just the just visually, the story, which is hard, obviously, because I, I don't know what how the writing kind of worked out, but I just feel as if it's just got no real understanding or sense of drama or, or how to play it out. So, as I mean, I don't rate him, and I'm terrified that he's got a Star Wars film. So, I mean, we'll see what he ends up doing, but... I think I think he's awful, so we'll, we'll see. But um, but and also, like I mentioned, then this, the script is really terrible. For me, I think I just think they got it all wrong in terms of how it works, what Godzilla is. Uh, yeah, I just thought it just didn't work at all. Yeah. Um, well, that kind of. Oh yeah. Go on. I was just going to segue. I was going to say that kind of segues into disappointments because uh, okay. that that uh, that was my disappointment of the year. I mean, it, it's not quite the bottom of the list because. I did enjoy elements of it. I think some of the set pieces I thought were pretty spectacular, and I saw it on like IMAX 3D and and, and seeing it on the big screen. It was it was pretty spectacular, but the bits in between just didn't quite work, and it, it, it yeah it does kind of fall apart um, a bit. And and for me, there weren't enough set pieces, or at least they weren't long enough. It was kind of it kept teasing the audience, which is a nice technique. I mean, like Jaws does it classically, does it very well, but. Um, he, he overdoes the teasing and he never really delivers the goods and uh, and it's just it's like even the the finale which is quite spectacular um there's not that much of it actually when you look at the length of the film i think it's only 10 minutes or so it feels like it anyway it's just it, yeah it just feels like it felt like a bit like a wasted opportunity because there was like you say the design of the monsters and things like that was great it was just there was so much potential there for a really great fun blockbuster and it was just a bit uh, Bit of, a yeah. dra- bit of a drag. I mean, that's the thing. For me, although there wasn't much of it, but for me, it's just like there was no emotional connection. There was no real drama no. to it. That that is why it was so unfulfilling at the end, really. Yeah. More than the, the kind of necessarily length of it. Although I suppose if you just like spectacle, which you do, then even if it, the rest of it was shit, no, no, yeah, No, I know, I know, I do agree. I think, it, yeah, I think the drama makes it probably feel like there's less going on. Like this, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, my disappointment. I mean, it's a really difficult one. Um, okay, I, I'm an honourable mention disappointment because actually I'm thinking how much of a disappointment was it because I hated his last film. But a big disappointment, and again, actually, this is probably more overrated than Mr. Turner, is Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, I, I love Grand Budapest Hotel. I'm guessing that's going to be your top it, it, it isn't actually, but it was like oh, 11. Okay. It's just, just outside of it. I, it was in there. I keep moving my top 10 around, to be honest. It was in there at one point. But um, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. I really didn't like Moonrise Kingdom. I mean, for me, I, I think I said when we reviewed it at the time, like, I feel like it's a, it's a bit of a parody of him. It's like him doing the same tip tricks and techniques, just a bit more polished. And this is that fucking times 10. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's so clipped. It's so precise. It's so cold and fake. And and it just it just didn't work. And, and I just didn't find it. For the, none of the humour worked for me at all. Uh, but ultimately, it was just how artificial it felt because it was just too perfect. It was just too clean how it was made. And it's like, okay, we've seen him do all these t- tricks and techniques before. They're now the more polished and maybe even sort of more grandiose than ever. But it just, I don't know, it just left me really, really cold. Um, but that, I'm, you know, I'm cheating here because that's not actually my biggest disappointment. My biggest disappointment is Interstellar. Okay. Um, and that's not to say that I didn't like it. I did like it a lot. But. I think I liked it more while I was watching it than when I think about it. I think it yeah. falls apart very quickly when you start to think about the film. Um, but but even while I was watching it, I was disappointed because I just felt as if some of the ideas in there are amazing, and ultimately that is why it's still really good because it's still got some really great ideas in it. And most films don't have any good ideas. You know, I mean, most films are just you know don't have that. It, it, it has that, but 
I just felt as if it was a waste. It's wasted in this film to mm-hmm. use these ideas because I just felt as if quite you know similar to what we've been we've chatted about a few films. It's just that ultimately I, I I didn't give a shit about any of the characters. I didn't care emotionally about any of them, about any of the relationships. About and not just that, I feel as if the film sort of shoots itself in the face. To be honest with you know his whole journey was finding his daughter, and then when at the end of the film spoiler but when he finally gets to the see his daughter when she's dying in a hospital bed and all his family are there and then he's like oh no I'm going to go now I don't want to stay here yeah. and it just didn't it's like hang on in this whole film about you trying to get back to your daughter now you're with her you don't want to you, know, you don't want to spend the last moments with it. I just didn't and, and then obviously the whole ending was just preposterous so it's but at the same time I still was quite positive about it while watching it but I just felt as if it was so stupid it had the world's most stupid scientist in the film <laughs> And and I just didn't care really, but it was quite interesting. But it was very interesting. Um, yeah, does that make your top ten? Or? No, no. I, I was. I, oh, I, oh. I, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm with you. I. I. Uh, it's. I mean, again, like like you, I didn't hate it, but I was disappointed as well. It's. It's just. Um, although I was almost disappointed for different reasons, because I think, to be honest, in terms of you're saying about not caring about the characters, I can see that. I think. I think the actual drama was kind of, especially the writing wasn't wasn't strong, but. But this is the first time a, a, um, a Christopher Nolan film's kind of emotionally kind of got me quite emotionally moved. But it was mainly just on a scene by scene basis. I think it was the it was the idea of of him being away from his family and like it, it was when he was watching the videos of his of his two kids growing like older like dramatically whilst he's whilst he's out in space for what to him just feels like um, whatever a month or whatever a couple of weeks. And uh, and those scenes when he listens to the videotapes and things, they, I found them quite m- very moving. But again, I think I, it, yeah, I agree with that. That is the only scene when I felt as if the idea and the emotion really worked. Yeah, uh, but I, so yeah. I, th- I think, as you say, it's I think it's the yeah, I think it's again, it's just the the strong ideas that make that work. Yeah, as you say, not in terms of the writing. And I think for me, and some of the spectacles quite amazing. Although what I think for me, because I watched it quite late on. Um, uh, it'd been out for a while and everyone been I mean the reviews weren't great it's kind of mixed anyway but um, a lot of people were raving just about how spectacular it was and I actually found it a little disappointing in terms of spectacle I think because I was expecting so much there, there are some scenes there's about three key scenes that are amazing um, but a lot of the rest of it, it didn't didn't or it didn't blow me away as, as 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 much as I thought it would and and even the most spectacular scenes it kind of didn't feel like anything dramatically sort of more spectacular than 2001 or something like that, which came out, like, God knows how, 50 years ago or whatever. It's a, I don't know. I, I was a little underwhelmed by it as well, but um, but I yeah. did still find it interesting. I, I, I still um, I still was blown away by moments. So it, it, it's 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 on the higher end of my list, but it's definitely not top 10. It's, um, okay, I, I thought it would be. No, no, I was, I was quite disappointed. And, uh, okay. Um, sh- shall I give you my surprise? Uh, yeah. It didn't, it didn't, because it didn't make my top ten. I, and in all honesty, I thought it was definitely going to make my top ten, and it didn't. And I will give a special mention because I did that on a wall to Maze Runner. <laughs> really? I thought it was going to be the worst film I've ever seen in my entire life, and I actually didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, but um, but my biggest surprise of the year, although leading up to the film, it didn't end up being a surprise, but it was probably Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I thought after the first trailers, I thought it was going to be atrocious. I thought it looked abysmal, and it ended up being really good. That's, that is actually my. That was going to be my surprise as well. Surprise of the year, and and again, oh, really? oh, okay. it just it, it it keep this and Grand Budapest Hotel kept jumping into my top ten. I kept taking. I keep changing my mind about my top ten. There's a there's. I think my top fifteen 
it's kind of interchangeable. But um, the list I've gone with today, I've, it Jadon's Galaxy just just snuck out of there. But um, same but, here. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. It's one of the most enjoyable. There's been quite a few decent blockbusters this year. I quite I enjoyed X Men: Days of Future Past. Um, was was good fun and Guardians of the Galaxy obviously Donald Planet of the Apes that was a good one and there's there's quite there's quite a few decent Edge of Tomorrow I enjoyed that as well quite a few decent um, blockbusters it's only really Godzilla that really let let things down for me um, but yeah, yeah Guardians of the Galaxy was probably my favourite sort of big budget oh, okay. blockbuster some of the there. films that you've mentioned there are in my top ten so. oh, okay <laughs> um, right should, should we just go for it then just do it yeah um, do you want it? hey well, yeah, I mean, I, I can go first. I mean, again, I have some honourable mentions. <laughs> Especially okay, these yeah, are films yeah. that didn't make my top ten. One of them was Wolf of Wall Street, which I was yeah. surprised... Well, to be honest, I was surprised it came out this year. That was one of the films I was yeah, convinced only, came only out just, last year. Only just, yeah. But um, it was a good film, the tour de force. I mean, yeah, it was just a great... I look, sometimes it's great to watch monsters on the screen, and that's what it was. It was just really fun. And it came out similar to the American Hustle, yeah. and I always remember me thinking... It was quite similar, but this was just far, far so superior. So much better, yeah. American Hustle is near the bottom of mine. Oh, oh really? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it was the same here. I think it was in my bottom last year. I think I can't remember. Um, and the other little mention, which nearly made my top ten, was Maps to the Stars. Okay. Um, which I really liked. Um, it's just, again, it's just a film of great ideas. Um, very bizarre film, but um, I really enjoyed it. thought it was great, but it didn't quite make it, but I thought it did it to mention, that. especially because no one's really seen it. I haven't no, even heard of it, that. so... Um, have you got any honourable mentions? Honourable mentions. Um, I mean, I've mentioned Grand Budapest Hotel and Guardians of the Galaxy are, are up there for me. Another one I really enjoyed uh, was uh, Gone Girl. I, I like Gone Girl. Quite that didn't a make lot. top ten. It oh. didn't make my top ten. It, again, it was close. <laughs> there's, as I say, there's a top fifteen that it kind of shift around a bit. I enjoy Gone Girl a lot. Uh, Twelve Twelve Years a Slave just came out in in 2014 in the UK, and uh, that was a really solid, decent film, but. Um, but there are a few little things that just bothered me about it that kind of just snuck it out of the top ten, and and like I mentioned before, I mean Wolf of Wall Street was a, another one for me that I enjoyed a lot, and and X Men Days of Future Past. Um, I could, I mean, I could go my whole top twenty. I'm kind of pretty decent, but uh, but yeah, th- those those five were bubbling under. Okay, um, so should we go for it then? Who's going first? Uh, you can go first. <laughs> okay, my number ten is hair. Okay, oh, don't talk about that. Okay. Okay, my number 10 is... This is a bit of a wild card one. I don't know if I necessarily love it as much as some of my the five under it, but I just couldn't... I just wanted to sneak it in. And this is it. It's, it's because because no one's heard of it, and I kind of wanted to give it a nod. And that was a film called Giovanni's Island. It was... Um, I got it sent to review. It's is this a, a porno? <laughs> yeah, no. It's um, it's actually an anime. Um, it didn't get a cinematic release. It's It's gone straight to DVD in the UK. I think it played in the London Film Festival though, and some other festivals. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Japanese. It's Japanese, obviously, it's anime, um, and it's uh, set in a small island, um, a Japanese island, uh, just after World War Two. And the island gets uh, sort of the the Soviet Union sort of take over it, and and loads of uh, Soviet people move to the island and uh, and and kind of. They, uh, for a while they live with the Japanese people there and then eventually they kind of force them away and the film follows uh, two young boys um, and they uh, they befriend this Russian girl uh, who, who who lives who's kind of ends up 
moving into their house and kind of they get pushed into the stable and they befriend her and it, it, so the first half of the film is kind of this touching sort of bonding experience between these sort of different cultures it's very sort of sweet um, and then uh, but then what happens is they get sent away from the island they have to go to um, uh, go to the mainland and, and they put and in big robots turn up yeah no they, they get put in um, they get put in a sort of a, a, a uh, I don't know what to call it like a refugee camp and uh, and from then on the film it just becomes gut wrenching. It's really it's really harsh. It's um, yeah. It's it's still kind of got these fantasy sequences and things like that. It's it's still kind of beautiful and kind of sweet, but it does get quite harsh. And the the finale is just it's just so it's pretty brutal. And and the main, one of the main reasons I've got it in there, and uh, I mentioned this in my review, I reviewed it quite recently on the site, is. Um, and uh, a bit slightly ashamed to say it, but it, it just turned me into an absolute gibbering wreck. This film, it just I I had to put it in there because I don't think I'm not sure any film has really had that much of a an emotional impact on me. It was just so powerful, like the the finale. Maybe I was tired. It was around Christmas. I hadn't had a lot of sleep, but I was just I was, coming out of excuses. I was just a gibbering wreck when I watched this film. So it had to get a mention, and it's very beautiful. It's got this nice sort of oil painting, quite a unique sort of style to the to the backgrounds and things, and. Uh, it looks very nice. It's um, and and the first half as well, which isn't quite as brutal, is 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 very sweet. It's the sort of relationship with the uh, the, the 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 specifically the older of the two boys and uh, and the girl is is very nicely done. Uh, it's kind of because they're very young, so the relationship isn't can't get too sort of <laughs> physical or anything like that. It's 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 not like making out behind the sheds or whatever. It's it's just quite a sweet sort of young romance, and it, it's done very nicely. Uh, and then you, it turns into this sort of wartime drama. It's it, it's a very 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 good sort of um, straight up film that just happens to be anime. Obviously, there's no robots, there's no sci-fi and all that sort of thing. It's um, mm. it's it's a little bit like it, it reminds me of Grave of Fireflies if anyone, if you've seen that. But it's, okay, yeah. but less it's it's less brutal than that. I think the way I'm, I, 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 I brutal is probably the wrong word. It, it's it's got very sad ending. I think. But it's not brutal. It like it's not as relentlessly grim as Grave of Fireflies is. It's kind of got hope in the film, a lot of hope in there. Um, but it, but it's got some very sort of dep- depressing things that happen. Um, but it's, yeah, so yeah, it was a real surprise for me. So I had to put it on the list, even though I think um, Guardians of the Galaxy was probably more fun. <laughs> it might have usually slipped into my top ten, but but it, it, I just I thought this deserved a mention. Yeah, like you say, how many films can emit that kind of response? No, yeah, exactly. Um, so, what's your number nine? My number nine's her, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, um, again. I it's it's been a long time since I've seen it because it was it was it was just came out in 2014 in the UK, um, and it's weirdly it's it didn't quite live up to my expectations. I had very high mm-hmm. expectations for it, uh, but I still liked it a lot. I think the sort of world it created was incredible. It, it felt very believable, even though the concept is is kind of a, a bit. Could, could be a bit ridiculous, and um, but it makes it feel very realistic, and it's, it's, I kind of like how it's it's very it's very quiet and sort of poignant and subtle, which I didn't expect. I mean, um, Spike John's films, I mean, I guess they they quite often have this sort of poignancy to them, but they usually you you uh, like um, something like being John Magfitch, they have these big crazy ideas, and and they can sometimes take over. And I mean, I I, I did prefer being John Magfitch. I love that film, um, but I think part of my expectations were linked to that. I kind of expected this crazy idea to be, be what it's all about and it just to go off on one. But this was quite quiet and quite subtle and quite small. 
And I think that's probably why when I watched it, I was a little bit like, oh, it wasn't quite <coughs> as strong as I expected. But it's one of those things that afterwards, it's like it kind of stays with you. And it's, it, it was a fascinating idea, kind of beautifully done. Um, but it's, it, it, it's not the top of my list probably because it didn't, it doesn't really grab you. But it's, it, I think what I found with it is I really want to see it again. Um, I need to get it. I think, I think on rewatch, it's one of those films that would probably grow. Um, yeah. And that's what it yeah, is. I mean, I'm quite similar to you in the sense that it was actually quite disappointing watching it hmm. uh, because I expected a lot more. I think the ideas sounded beautiful. I think Spike Jones is an incredible director, um, and you know, I mean, in a way, you sort of think of this, this sort of poignancy of say where the world things are, and then the kind of crazy idea of being Jamalkovich, and then it sort of, I don't know, I just expected it to be. I expected to think it was just an absolute masterpiece, and I didn't. So in a weird way, it was quite a disappointment when i first watched it um but but like like you ultimately it's still a really interesting idea it's still sort of superbly sort of handled and i loved how small it was and how intimate it was um i, I suppose for me i just had a problem with um i, I just didn't quite believe you know the, the sort of within the relationship like I, I didn't like how human they made her. For me, it was yeah. it's most beautiful when it was him falling in love with an artificial intelligence and this sort of new sort of companion, so to speak, that's being kind of put into society. I loved those bits. But whenever she tried to be human and simulating sort of human emotions and stuff, I didn't like that. And then when it resulted, for me, it ended up resorting to like cliched relationship arguments where she was getting jealous and she was yeah. getting... And I was just like, no, because you, you're... Fucking artificial intelligence, and for me, that is what disappointed me. I was yeah. like, "Don't do this. I don't want this. I want him to fall in love with this artificial intelligence. Well, I want him to fall in love with somebody he can't touch or can't really be with or can't. Or you know, then what does it mean to be with someone or things like that?" And I just, for me, it pulled away from that a bit too often. Yeah. But I, I think particularly, yeah, particularly that last quarter. I think it kind of, it, 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 I think it, if I'd have stopped watching it three quarters of the way through, I probably would have thought it was a masterpiece. But yeah, I think I think that's when more of those less believable sort of aspects do come in um, towards the end for me. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, but still good. It's all yes, made our top tens. Um, so my number nine, <coughs> yep. number nine, is um, Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. Oh, did, okay. No, no, uh, it's not. Yeah, I liked it a lot, but it's it's not in my Still doesn't make your top ten. Um, yeah, it's one of those films, that I don't know if I don't necessarily want to watch it loads, but I just think for what it, you know, in the kind of, it's just a great, Great, great film. It's just I thought it was not perfect, but it was just so complete in a sense in terms of the story. I thought the kind of performances, obviously, then they were just you know obviously they won the Oscars, but the performances were stunning. Um, it was an, an interesting topic. It's not like it's obviously Oscar baiting and things like that, but it was sort of like one of those films. It's very simple. Um, it's kind of quite by the numbers, but I just feel as if every element of it really worked. And ultimately, I really sort of cared about it and, and about the story as well and the characters. And, and it, I thought it was, and I also thought it was fascinating. So it kind of did both things, really, that I was engaged emotionally. Like, I really cared about it, but also it, I just thought it was a really interesting story as well. So I thought it was, yeah. I, it, but it, for me, it never really... Other than maybe the performance of Matthew McConaughey, it never really excelled at anything if that makes sense it's just like everything about it was really well done yeah. but without ever reaching big heights yeah i think that's probably why it's not in not in my top 10 i think i think um less less that i think the one of the main things for me was it kind of in terms of drama it kind of petered out towards the end was the big thing that lost me is i, I loved the film for the most part but it kind of 
it just kind of it's weird the way it ends it kind of there's the, the, that story yeah it, well it feels like the story should be there though because the, there's that big court case but it kind of doesn't really spend much time with the court case it just kind of <coughs> suddenly he's in court and it's finished and it's it was just a bit kind of fumbled Mush. it felt like he yeah, it kind of, it kind of felt like he rushed and fumbled the end um but other than that no it's very solid i mean it, I, I still liked it it's um it's, it's a bit lower down my list but it's um it's still a, a decent solid film yeah cool Okay. Who's next? Uh, for straight, is it straight on to me or do you get two in a row? I can't remember. I get two in a row, okay, yeah. yeah number uh, eight, my then. number eight is definitely not in your list because you've already said, is Gone Girl. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one. I'm obviously a massive, massive fan of David Fincher. And I will say in a weird way, this is probably one of his lesser sort of films. Mm. Um, but as sort of, it's quite similar to what I was what I said about Dallas Buyers Club. It's just for me, it was just fun. It, you know, well, not that Dallas Buyers was was fun, but like this, every, every all the elements sort of worked. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like I thought it was well performed. I thought it was well written. It, obviously, the design of it all looked great. It's like, like all the elements were great. And with this one, it was a bit stupid. Um, it was a, mildly preposterous at times. But ultimately, I, seeing it as that, as a sort of a really sort of quite simple dumb thriller, I. I thought it was really fun. Like, yeah. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was really funny. I loved the sort of black comedy of it. And it just sort of really worked for me. So it was like a two hours in the cinema. It was just great. Yeah. But but again, not easily one of his lesser films. But um, there's, again, not, nothing really special about it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Actually. I, think, I think for me, I, th- I think I kind of... For me, it felt like the first half was a, was a thriller. But for me, the second half wasn't really a thriller. I think... But I, but, I, but I accepted that. I kind of enjoyed that fact. For me, the film turned into more of just a satire of, of marriage more than anything. And it became almost like a black comedy and it lost the thriller elements for, in the last half. But I, did, I didn't mind that. I, I liked it a lot, actually. It's, um, it's, only, uh, it's only just kind of just narrowly missed my top ten. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it, it and it's, it's quite an unusual film, especially towards, the, towards, towards that last half. It starts off like a straight-up thriller. And then, it, for me, it became something different. I kind of liked that. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was just a surprise. I was sort of—I didn't really know anything about it, and I was expecting like a really no. dark, maybe even violent sort of thriller, like Seven esque, you know. Yeah. And then it ended up being this really light, quite funny, pretty silly film, and it was, it was just a big surprise. Uh, but ultimately, still really enjoyed it while I was watching it. Yeah, cool. <coughs> well, um, my number eight. Is one I don't think you've. I think you said you haven't seen. And that's Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Only eight. Yeah, yeah, only eight. I, 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 there's just something off about the mainly mainly the last sort of quarter of it. Um, it it's, it's a great, it's a great, great, great film. It's 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 a really dark sort of, um, very dark sort of satire, uh, and it's about this guy who's just ob- obsessed with. Um, well, he's just kind of obsessed with everything. He, 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 it feels like he's got some sort of I don't know Asperger's or something like that, but but a really extreme and evil version of it. <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but um, but he um, and he's he's obsessed with kind of success and and business and uh, the business that he he decides he wants to do and and feels like he's excelling in is is uh, is getting footage for TV news and uh, and uh, just filming like horrific car accidents and. Murder, the aftermath of murders and things like that and, and selling it to a, a local TV channel and it's just great I mean the best thing about it is is Jake Gyllenhaal and, and his character in general the character's amazing 
And it kind of feels a bit like that. the film in general reminded me a bit of King of Comedy um, and uh, that sort of Rupert Pupkin um, character, the uh, Robert De Niro character in, in that. He's kind of, he, he's a horrible person and he's absolutely off his off his rocker sort of thing. But he, uh, but you can't tell you, you can't stop watching him, and and it, it's just incredible to watch. And and Jake Gyllenhaal is just fantastic in it. I mean, on a surface level, you could it feels like sometimes he's being a little over the top, but it works so well with his character because it's it, the whole film is kind of larger than life anyway, and he's just he's so creepy and so frightening, like frighteningly like focused on what he's doing, and uh, it's just great. I, I think a lot of it is great because of that character. The only reason it's a bit low, as I say, the only problem I kind of had with it is, I don't know, it's just sort of, there was just something lacking. But I think the main thing for me was, um, although it is this, it, although it does have this larger than life sort of feel to it, it just, it towards the end, it pushes plausibility just a little too far for, for the world that it's created. Because a lot of what happens does feel believable. I, I, I can imagine pe- the pe- people who do that kind of job doing the things that he does. Um, but um, I don't know... So it's a few, it's mainly some of the things with the relationship with um his character and and uh, Rene Russo's character it just that their relationship gets a bit weird and it didn't didn't quite work for me towards the end uh, but other than that it's great i mean it, it, i really enjoyed it it's 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 got some great sort of action thriller elements as well as the sort of black comedy and it's a very very dark film but very entertaining at the same time so it's yeah it's, you should definitely Definitely um, check it out. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait for it, personally. Um, yeah, so you're number seven. My number seven. <laughs> this next three, this is pr- probably the reason why um, why you're surprised that some of the bigger films are in there. I've got a random run of three documentaries, um, and they're not massively popular documentaries, um, but there's, there's a little run of three right in the middle of my list. Um, the first one <laughs> is uh, a story of children in film. Uh, now, uh, No, hang on. You had this last year. No, 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 that was a story film. That was a couple of years ago. It's basically, oh, okay, yeah, because yeah. Matt, Matt Cousins' documentary, Story of Film and Odyssey, he did that. That was my number one film. Like, yeah, and we, we, we was two years ago, because it wasn't a film. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was released in film festivals. But, um, but yeah, and that, that actually absolutely blew me away. And, uh, and this, just the, ep- the scale of it and, it, and it was just exactly in my sort of, uh, aimed at me, just, and... and and the story of children film is basically it's a very similar, a very similar format. It's a very similar kind of film. That's probably why it's a bit lower because it doesn't have that, uh, because it feels like a, a almost like a spin-off. Um, uh, but it's got a similar format in terms of it's it's showing clips of, of of world cinema from from the past and also some more present ones, and um, and just kind of and it's just Matt Cousins' voiceover sort of uh, talking about the films and kind of his passion for the films that he shows kind of rubs off and it makes you, it makes, when you watch these films, it, I, I'm just sitting there writing lists of, oh, I've got to watch that, I want to watch that. And it kind of, it, he, he kind of examines what's beautiful and what's amazing about cinema. And, and I just love to watch his, I love those, like, story film and this, it's just amazing for it. Uh, what this one does uh, differently is, um, because it's just, it's just a one-off film, this way, it's like, it, it's, where stories of film and Odyssey was like 10 hours long or something like that. This is just like an I don't know hundred minutes, ninety minutes, whatever, and uh, and this has got a little bit more of a, a, a structure to it in terms of, um, it what he does is he, he sets up a camera, he sets up a, just a crappy sort of handy cam, and he and he just has a static shot, um, of in the living room of his um, brother or sister's house, and and he just films his niece and nephew playing together, 
and they they play up for the camera and they're playing with these games that they've got and stuff like that and and basically he he's watching this footage back and things that they do and ways that they act um remind him of the ways that cinema has has portrayed children um over the years and uh, and so he he you'll see a bit of footage that he's shot of, of his of his niece and nephew and and then he'll start discussing something else and he'll cut away and it'll show clips from i don't know whatever and some polish film about this young boy's struggle and things like that and it's um it it, it i just love it i i he I, he could make films like this every year and i'll probably still make my top 10 I, I just love the way he does it and i love his passion for cinema and it's um yeah, it, it it was great. It was it was equally as good as a story film, but it's just lower in my list because um, it it wasn't as special, it wasn't as new, and it doesn't have that scale. The 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 sort of scale of story film in Odyssey was just just staggering, and and uh, yeah. So this is obviously a smaller scale sort of thing, but it's it's still great. I love it. Cool. Okay. Um, my number seven is Lego the movie. Really, number seven. I, for some reason, yeah. I thought you were disappointed in it, but. I, <laughs> I might be thinking of someone else. I, I I was a bit disappointed actually. It's quite it's a lot lower down my list. Where was it? Well, 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 oh, God, um, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I can I can I can barely remember it. When was it out? Oh, well, I don't know, like May or something, Easter or something. I don't know. I can't remember. The, the, the thing is, though, it's almost like these things you sort of just left with the memory of how you felt while watching yeah. it. Sometimes does that make sense? Mm. Rather than yeah. knowing why or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I just remember, obviously. It being obviously this kind of classic animation, really. You know, I, I yeah. think it's, it's one sort of form, one medium where when they get it right, they're all in, in some ways they're all quite similar. You can say the same about a lot of animation, which is it kind of looks great, it's very funny and well observed, it's very well sort of structured and kind of got a great story, which sort of like takes you through. Um, you know, and, and, and you can say that about pretty much all of Pixar's films and loads of Disney films and stuff. And this is a similar one, like Wreck It Ralph and things like that, where it's just it's just a great film, but it just sort of nails its medium. But it doesn't feel tired either. I mean, that sounds like all of them, are, you know, follow this really kind of crude template. I didn't, I didn't mean that, but it just ticks all those boxes that you expect of sort of quality animation. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I really, I just, yeah, again, just a really fun film. So I mean, a lot of mine films. Um, I did more like good uh, fun, you know, like almost yeah. like you know there was just great couple of hours. But how many films do I think of masterpieces this year? Not many. No. In fact, probably whatever. Well, we'll see. But yeah. um, we'll talk about it, it. even my number one film. I have quite big problems with, but <laughs> yes, it's been a funny year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, so it'll be my go then. My next one is a documentary, so it wouldn't surprise me if you've got this in your film. Okay. And to be honest, but <laughs> this was a lot higher, and then I just slowly knocked it down and knocked it down because, well, just because. Um, and my number six film, six is Tim's Vermeer. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> no. uh, oh, oh, okay. Um, do you know what? Do you know about Tim's Vermeer? I, I've heard about it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know much about it. <laughs> so basically, what it is about? It's um, obviously Penn and Teller sort of produced it, I think Teller directed it, and they've got a friend called Tim, and and he's basically, he's like, sort of like an inventor, he's, I, can't, I can't remember now, but he's actually made some quite big inventions that people use in technology, and he sort of uses technology, and he's sort of obsessed, obsessed with technology and sort of creating things and inventing things, basically, and he was interested in Vermeer, the painter Vermeer, and, um, and that people say that almost Vermeer is too perfect, 
like his paintings are too perfect mm. and then when they could x-ray paintings and then you could see the drafts underneath and the paintings underneath that all these painters drew as they were preparing for it well with Amir's there was no sketches underneath there was no previous paintings it's like he drew he painted directly on and it's almost too perfect and that and even that his paintings were almost filmic yeah. In their style, before film and lenses and stuff, where you know camera technology was actually out, and they're saying that how is he using soft focus in his paintings and things like that. And basically, he's got this theory that he thinks Tim Vermeer must have used technology of sorts to create his paintings as be- as, as, as perfectly as he did, yeah. and using soft focus and stuff like that. And he sets out to try and create the technology that he would have created that he could have used to paint, and that him who isn't mm. a painter would they recreate a Vermeer's painting using this technology if he can manage to invent it and find it? So that's generally the concept. And cool. it's amazing. It's just absolutely fascinating. You know, it's obviously fascinating if you're into art. It's fascinating if you're into technology. It's just it's a fascinating character study on this guy, Tim, on his obsession with trying to find a technology. Does it exist, isn't it? And it's just, it's just, it's just a brilliant documentary. I mean, the reason I kept lowering it is because I was thinking, does it... Some documentaries that really rise above it in like the way it's filmed, the way it's shot, the way it's kind of really kind of heightens it even more. This is quite simply made, it's simply done. It's just a great story, brilliantly told, with great subjects. Um, but at the same time, it's not as if it's filmed amazingly well. It's not as if it's really creative in how it's constructed or anything. It's just a really great story. Um, and it is. So yes, that's my number six. Cool. Uh, yeah, now, as I say, my... I've got three documentaries in in the middle. Uh, these next two actually uh, are both music ones. Um, well, kind of. Actually, this next one isn't really. Uh, this uh, my number six is uh, mistaken for strangers. It is uh, at first when I first heard about it. Until I started reading more into it, I thought it was just a concert film for the band The National, um, but it, it really isn't. And I think that's kind of why uh, why I liked it so much. And it and, uh, and not that I don't like The National. They're great, but um, it's. It, it's, it's actually about because what happened the, the National were on tour and the, the lead singer is called Matt Bern, Berninger I can't pronounce it and uh, and his brother uh, Tom he's kind of uh, he's a bit of a loser he's kind of doesn't he's a bit aimless in life he doesn't really know what he's doing and uh, he's kind of lived in the shadow of his brother all his years and um, and his brother gives him the chance says oh do you want to because he, he's interested in making films and art and stuff so his brother Tom um, approaches him um to sort of at first to maybe just be like a group uh, not a group like a roadie sorry that's the wrong one uh, a roadie on, on tour with them but um but matt um actually says asks him to make a um a concert film to actually to to document the the tour so he does that but then the film kind of becomes more about tom it becomes about the brother uh rather than about the band and about the tour and uh you kind of through this through tom making this film you find out more about him and um <laughs> it's it's just it's a really surprisingly moving film and it's it's funny and uh it's and it, it's got the nationals music in there throughout which is great and and uh yeah it's just a su- really surprising film a really nice sweet um uh sort of human story really but uh w- which which when i first put it on i was expecting more more sort of a music documentary so it was uh yeah it was a nice pleasant surprise um, yeah, it's great. Cool, sounds interesting. Mm. And you're number f- four? Number five, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't forget where we are. <laughs> number five, again, another documentary, another music documentary. Um, 
This is 20,000 Days on Earth. It's the Nick Cave. Oh, God. Nick Cave film. How did you see it? But um, No, I never, but it sounded appalling. Is it a music documentary? Surely well, it's fiction. Surely it's a fictionalised well, version no, that's, of him. That's well. what I was going to say. This is kind of why I liked it so much, because I love Nick Cave. Um, but when I when I heard about the film, I thought it sounded a bit wanky, a bit pretentious. I thought it looked a bit... I, I kind of expect, almost expected not to like it. Uh, which is probably why it's so high on the list because I, I I loved it. But I think what surprised me about it is it is it is very set up. I mean, it's beautiful the way it's shot. So it's obviously kind of very staged. It's not like a fly on the wall like interviews, head talking heads and stuff. It's all done very unusual. Sort of there's these bits where he's sat in a car driving somewhere and, and some celebrity will turn it will be in the back seat chatting to him and stuff. And it, on the surface it, it should shouldn't work and it should be wanky sort of bollocks, but. But it's surprisingly personal. It feels like he's opening up, and and it is very interesting. And and it, it, it as I say, it, it feels like because Nick Cave's is in general is quite an elusive sort of character. He kind of feels like a character rather than a person. And so I I almost expected that to come out of this film, but it, it doesn't. It really does feel like it's him sort of talking about his his persona on stage and his and a lot of it is about his is about how he writes music and stuff you, you get to see him in the studio working on things and uh and i just found it fascinating it looks beautiful it, it was just great I, I really didn't expect to like it so much and even though i mean the reviews have been very good but uh, but i did it sounded wanky and it, it I, it's, I thought it was fantastic and it helps that i'm a massive nick k fan there's not a huge amount of music in though not like full not like performances or anything. It's not a concert film. Um, it, it's got some scenes of him in the early stages of writing some of the songs off his last album. Um, and I found that those bits really interesting. Um, so no, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's good on every level, really. It's uh, Yeah, that was my favourite documentary of the year. It's great. Ooh, interesting. I thought it was just like a, a fictionalised... I thought it was fiction. I thought it was like a piss... Not a piss tape, but very no, knowing yeah, that he... It looks like that, but it, it, it really it isn't, surprisingly isn't. Okay, cool. Um, so was that your number five? Yes. Okay, so my number five, and this is, I've got a few controversial ones. Not controversial, but they're just like trashy blockbusters. My number five is Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, wow, number five, yeah. <coughs> I enjoyed I was, that a lot, but it's, nowhere, it's not lower down for me. I would say it's probably the film I enjoyed the most, as in like, you just watch it, and you know, there's been a few films that I've said that, but this is the one I enjoyed the very most. I just thought it was just a great blockbuster that we don't see that often. You know, a lot of the blockbusters now, um, they're kind of, you know, not that this is a bad thing, it's a great thing, but they're a bit more classy, they're much bigger budget than they used to be. They're, you know, they're kind of, they're just the bigger, blockbusters now are bigger than they used to be, really, I think. You know, almost a lot of them are. And, um, and this just felt a bit trashier. They're kind of, it's just a really high concept sort of. Blockbuster film, but would just really worked. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was great. But it was really good fun. I thought um, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt were great characters. They, you know, I thought it was just really good fun. I loved it personally. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think that the only thing, and again, it's probably it wasn't even a bad ending, but it was just kind of the ending. It felt like it bottled it a bit. The ending, it, it, yeah, but the I, ending, ending, yeah, yeah, the ending, ending. But at the same time, it didn't really bother me that much. Um, I don't know why it's lower down my list because I really enjoyed it too, but um, I, I I don't know. It's mainly that ending kind of annoyed me a little bit, and it kind of left a slightly sour taste. But it's still up there for me. I think I agree. It's one of the most entertaining blockbusters of the year. I think I think I prefer Guardians of the Galaxy, and, and there's a couple more near the top of my list that I, I enjoyed more. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. 
What's your is name? It... Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting lost again. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one is also a blockbuster. And I enjoyed Edge of Tomorrow more than this. I felt as if this one had a few more problems. But I also feel as if this is a lot, a lot classier and it's a lot, a lot more to it. And that is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Wow. Um, I loved Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I thought it was a really, again, just a great blockbuster film. Really intelligent, really different. It's quite unique. And I feel as if... And, and I expected this. I was you know, obviously very worried. Different director and... and in, in search but I, I thought it was great I thought it was again just a really I, I love this series to be honest I think I, you know and I can't wait for the kind of the, the next ones but I get, you know I just thought it was really interesting the kind of ideas are really interesting and I thought it was just really exciting I mean the only I did have a few negatives though but I just feel as if ultimately for it being a blockbuster it just tried to do more I liked its ambition is that I, the ending just dragged on a little bit it just seemed to go on a bit um, but I mean, that's a harsh... It's quite harsh, but I did feel like, oh, come on, you can end this now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. It's another one that I enjoyed too, but again, it's just low down the list. I don't... I, I'm struggling... It's a little while since I've seen it, so I'm struggling to, to remember why, but there was just something something slightly lacking for me. I, um, I think it was more... I tended to be a lot more interested in the ape story than the human story. Um, but even then, it wasn't... It wasn't like it was bad, the human story. It just felt a bit more generic. But... Um, yeah. But no, I, I agree. I think I do think it's uh, th- I think it's a great, solid, interesting sort of um, while still being entertaining sort of blockbuster. It's yeah, it was up there for me. I think it's probably still in my top twenty somewhere. Yeah, great. And your number four? My number four. This is one that is a bit cheeky because it's not actually out in the UK yet. But I got a, I caught a sneak preview of it, uh, and that is Whiplash. Okay. Um, yeah, I I liked Whiplash a lot. It's um. It was. It's a weird. It's such a, an odd film because on the surface it feels like it shouldn't work. It feels kind of corny. It's um, uh, it's basic. I mean, on a, in a nutshell, if you like, it's like um, it, it, it's just the story of a of a student who wants to be on the university jazz band. I mean, it sounds like the worst idea for a film you could possibly imagine. It sounds dull. It sounds bollocks. But it's it's pro- it's one of the most intense films you, you'll see all year. It's crazy. I mean, it's very short and it's just it's so sharp and 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 just. But as well, it's intense because of the characters. I mean, the biggest sort of set, selling point, I guess, is is um, is the oh, I'm forgetting his name. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. That's it. Is 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 the the guy who runs the, the the sort of jazz band that he wants to this guy wants to get into, and and he is just he's just he's brutal that guy's brutal he's, he's basically like the drill instructor from full metal jacket or something he's just swearing sh- chucking stuff at the students and he's just always in their face and always intense and that kind of rubs off on the film and the film also the style of it there's lots of big sweaty close-ups and um everyone just seems to sweat all the time and everyone's shouting all the time and it's just like doof, it just hammers it just hammers this film uh, forward and it, it's just a real re- relentless sort of surprisingly thrilling ride even though it's just a little drama about someone joining a jazz band and it's it's it's, it's it is brilliant um there's there's moments when it, it kind of almost veers into the corny territory that that it that sort of a rags to riches uh sort of uh underdog well not rags to riches like an underdog sort of story uh can can fall into but it, it you it tends to t- either turn those on its head or just kind of do them so intensely and so well that it works. It's a, it, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great film. I, yeah, it, it's a weird film to know what to make of because it's, it is so unusual in the, in the way it's presented. Um, but no, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. 
It's surprising that um, it's only four by the sounds of it. Yeah, I actually. Washington took three. I was about to say that. I think. I think it's just since I started talking about it, I just thought there's not really anything bad about it. I'm just raving about it, which is weird actually, because my top two, I'm probably gonna sound negative about. Um, but uh, well, we'll we'll get onto those later. But it, it is. I think with Whiplash, it's just so sort of short and sharp that almost maybe maybe it just didn't feel big or spectacular enough to to make make the number one. Where whereas to be honest, in terms of uh, sort of consistency, it's it's probably consistency consistently stronger than my top two. Um, so I don't know. As I say, I struggled with this top ten anyways, but it, it's it's very good. I think, but the top four. Those, those, the four that I'm going to talk about now are definitely all, were always going to be in the top four. I think, I think the stuff lower down was never going to really make that top four, um, but I think the order of this first four is, is is quite interchangeable, really. Cool, fair enough. Okay, so let's go for it then. What is your number three? Uh, my number three is How to Train Your Dragon Two, but I think you might be talking about that later, maybe? No, I'm talking about it now. Ah, it's number three for both of us, okay. Cool. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So you, you can go first. Yeah, I mean, I I loved the first film, and this totally lives up to it. Really, it's a, it's it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's a, I mean, I talked about that with Whiplash about consistency, and this is nigh on perfect sort of entertainment. You know, it's got like drama, it's got spectacle, it's got comedy, it's exciting, it looks great. Um, I think the only reason it's slightly lower, and I think we talked about this on our sort of summer roundup, and it's not even really a problem, but I just had some slight issue with. Slight issue with, um, I don't know if it's necessarily the pacing, but it's more the sort of, uh, the way the drama unfolds. I think the only problem for me is it kind of felt like it blew its load early on in the film, whereas I kind of expect the film to build and build and end on an absolute high. For me, there's a scene sort of, I think, about two thirds of the way through, which is absolutely blew my mind with how good it was. Um, and it's it's powerful. It's dramatic. It's exciting. As I say, everything I mentioned before about the film in general, it just had everything. There's 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 like a fifteen minute chunk of the film that is just unbelievable. But then for me, I think the the actual finale after that didn't live up to it. And uh, not that it's bad. It's still a decent finale, but it just didn't live up to that bit before. Which I think it just kind of it made the film feel a bit unbalanced. Um, but this but it it just sounds like a stupid mistake. Because I mean, it still had this amazing sort of section in it. I don't know why having it at the end is important to me, but it just kind of, as I say, it just kind of unbalanced the film a little bit. But other than that, I mean, it, it is pretty much perfect. It, it, it's it's, not, it's a brilliant, brilliant film. So Yeah, I know what you mean, but I don't think the thing is that what it does, having that sequence, I know the one you are on about earlier, it sort of sets an expectation that if yeah, this is this yeah. good, how good's the ending going to be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's... Then it's, it's, it's it's kind of yeah, like you said, dramatically. It's sort of over by that point. And then there's this ending, and it just it don't feel as big. But no. yeah, I mean, like you, I mean, I absolutely loved it for all the same reasons. I mean, but, I mean, another thing is is that it could have been so bad. That's the thing. It's just yeah. like you know, a sequel to animation. And, but I thought it was just really brave. I mean, what I loved about it was just how dark it was. Yeah, you know, not to kind of be a bit hyperbolic, but. It did feel sort of like Empire Strikes Back in that regard, like the sequel yeah, to the definitely. sort of fun first one, but it wasn't afraid to be really, really... It's obviously not as dark no. as um, Empire Strikes Back. It's still a sort of a contained film, but it, it was just dark. And I just felt, yeah, I just felt as if it got all, um, all right. They kind of, we've chatted about some of the films that we've 
been disappointed with or whatever and we've said uh, emotionally I wasn't quite as, as engaged or I was emo- emotionally engaged but, you know, but this it's like you, the emotion the kind of spectacle the kind of you know the darkness of it it's just absolute class and um, yeah it's, it's sort of weirdly it's like, it seems to feel like it's got no right to be that good but it just wasn't you know it sort of lived up it's way better than I expected it to be yeah. I just thought surely it's not going to be as good as the first one but I, I mean I don't know if it's better because I love the first one as well but it felt like a perfect sequel for it really but yeah, yeah number three and in a way I think like you I sort of prefer, I don't know the top two there's just something about the top two yeah that set them apart I've got a feeling there's they... one that's the same I'm not sure what your other one's going to be but there's because your, your number two won't be the same as my number two but we'll see <laughs> okay oh yeah I'm guessing one of them has got to be the same yeah. surely yeah um, so my number two and you haven't seen it no. and I watched it very recently is Birdman awesome um I've actually got a few negative things to say about the film, in all honesty. But ultimately, it's it's a very strange film. It's really it wasn't quite what I was expecting it to be. Just as a general sort of quick sort of recap about what it's about. It's about this actor. He played the superhero called Birdman in his previous life, and he's doing a play to sort of re- to kind of make make out as if he's a serious actor, but he's sort of overshadowed by. The the Birdman of who he used to play, who's trying to get him, convince him to go back and make another Birdman film. Um, so, and I suppose, why is it so good? I mean, well, well I'll, I'll go into one, one thing that makes it sort of exceptional, but also one thing that disappoint was slightly disappointing is that obviously you know Inarutu, you've seen what he did with Children of Men, you've seen these one shot stunning things that he's done. Children of Men, no, that's that's someone else. That's um, oh, that's the guy who did Gravity. Yeah. It's very similar to that. Okay. <laughs> it's very similar to that. This because basically, it, it, this it takes this one shot to the extreme, yeah. and that the whole film is sort of presented as one unedited shot. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, and it's sort of spectacular, and it has some moments that are absolutely stunning. Like when it works, it is just unbelievable, and the, the soundtrack is stunning. It's sort of like this jazz. It is, it's this jazz percussion music, awesome. which is sort of really punctuates the action. So it's sort of scored very precisely to his actions. And then randomly, the camera will just see the jazz band on the streets or in the theatre playing the actual music in the film. And, <laughs> and, and when it works as a sequence, it is stunning. The only problem I find is that you can see the cuts. You can yeah. see the fakes. And it really jarred with me. It really jarred me out of it. And I just felt like, I love the ambition. I love what you're trying to do. But I don't think, I, I wouldn't care. I don't think people would care if you had a couple of cuts in there, like obvious cuts. Like you didn't try and do it as this big elaborate sequence. Because for when, when it faked it, it was really clumsy, in my opinion. It was really fake. Yeah. So it kind of jarred me. But at the same time, it had this sort of class, this confidence to it, which, and it, it, was, it wasn't exceptional. But ultimately, the reason it's so good is, is just... Because, I mean, well, a few things. One, Michael Keaton is amazing hmm. in it. It's just a great performance. It's basically a character study on this guy who's sort of living on his past and trying to be somebody. And it's like this guy is clearly suffering from depression of sorts, sh- sh- certainly some psychosis problems. And it's about how he's navigating working on this play. But what I loved about it was that how it, it's got like various elements of it. It's a fascinating insight into sort of Hollywood and into the sort of star system and how people view star actors and how people can kind of get rid of previous characters. That was fascinating. You see a group of people making a play. 
so it's fascinating seeing them rehearsing a play and seeing them putting this play on. I, like, you know, I just find that a fascinating process, seeing them do it, mm. seeing them directing and, and performing. It's just very funny. It's, it's weirdly, it's very on the nose with how he, you know, for example, the play that they're performing is clearly reflective of his life and how he feels. Yeah. It's so obvious. <clears throat> but at the same time, it really works. It's yeah. like it's really, it, 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 it's... It is on the nose, but at the same time, I don't know if it needed to be as, as such, but it's just, it, it, it really worked for me, and it kind of added another level to it as well. Like, you knew that everything in the film was there for a reason, yeah. and, you know, obviously the camera was definitely there for a reason, and everywhere it was looking was there for a very specific reason. So in that sense, it felt, like, really textured, like, there was loads to it, like, every shot was, there was there was a purpose to it, and there was stuff, every, the, the frame was filled with, sort of stuff that you needed to look at and, and kind of absorb and soak in. And you felt as if everything was sort of a theme to something else in the film. So it, it just felt like dense. It's almost like a film that you could watch a few times and know that you're going to pick up more and more and more and more in it. And it's going to be, you know, you watch it a few times and you're going to get loads out of it. It just felt really dense in that. But yeah, and it's just really entertaining. It was really funny. Edward Norton's in it and he's amazing. And yeah, it's just a great film. Really good. Cool. Cool, yeah, no, I'm desperate to see that. I, I would have watched it today, but I was I was looking after looking after Ayla, so I couldn't. But um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna catch it when, when I get back from holidays. Cool. Well, my number two, I don't think you've seen this, but my number two is The Raid Two. <laughs> oh, surprise, it's, surprise! Yeah, I, I mean, again, like I mentioned earlier, my top two. I do have problems with both my top two, but when it works, it's oh, it works so well. I mean, in terms of the problem. It's weird. The problem I have with The Raid 2 is also kind of one of the reasons I... It's actually still something I admire about it. And that's um, that's the choice. Because the first Raid film is very simple and very sparse. It's, it's, it's just almost like a computer game. It's just like working your way up the levels of the building and just killing lots of people. Um, and uh, what... A, I always get mixed up with the Godzilla guy, but um, Gareth Evans, is that... Yeah, what, what, he's, what he's done with... Um, with the sequel, The Raid 2, is um, he's turned it into a full-on crime saga. So it's like Godfather style. Well, not quite Godfather style, but um, it's, a, it's a full-on sort of crime saga story rather than just this simple, sparse sort of structure to fit the action around. And, 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 I, do, and I do admire that. I'm glad that it just didn't... I mean, a lot of action sequels are just basically rehashes the original. And this is nothing like the original. It's, it's, it is taking it to another level. And I, I admired that. And 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 as a sort of a crime drama, it's solid. But at the same time, I think the, the only the only thing that lets this film down is it is kind of a bog standard sort of crime saga. It's nothing you haven't seen before. And and like performance wise and writing wise, it's not it's not amazing. It's just kind of functional. But it's functional in terms of keeping you engaged in the in the film and 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 sort of having a nice solid structure to lay on the action. And that is and and really that's what the film's about. And the reason it's so high is, I mean, I love action movies, and the action in this film is unbelievably good. It's it's, and and it's just a, a, a stupid amount. I mean, it's not just wall. It's not wall to wall. The do he he paces things out nicely. Although the the last I don't know half an hour or so is pretty solid, but it's just incredible. There's a, a variety of actions. Well, you've got an amazing car chase in there in the middle. You've got big epic fights with loads of people in the modern whatever, and then you've got you've got one on one martial arts fights and stuff and it's it's and it's just insane it's really brutal and violent as well like the first film it's um if knife i always find stabbings and things a bit like oh they always make me wince a bit and there's a lot of that in here and 
there's a lot of film there's a lot of violence it's almost difficult to watch it's that brutal but it's oh, it's just insanely well done and the the way it's shot and edited and choreographed is 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 brilliant as well it's it's just it flows so nicely you can it it feels fast paced but it's not edited to death like a lot of hollywood action films where you can't really tell what's going on they they um they use real sort of martial artists so they can get away with actually showing slightly longer shots but at the same time he throws his camera around a lot and he does cut quickly when it works and uh, it's just it's just in terms of action, it's the perfect action film. The only reason it's probably not number one, and as I say, the only problem I have with it is is um, is by having this extra ambition to be something more than maybe what it maybe what it deserves to be. It 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 it's not that side of things doesn't reach the same height as the action. It, it is kind of a bog standard crime saga, and it's and it's and it, and because of that, it's quite long. But it doesn't it's, it doesn't feel boring because. Because the because the story is solid enough, and because the action is so good and so strong, you just you just you just go along with it. And it's just it's just incredible. I like it. Okay, the raid too. Uh, I've not seen any of the raids. I do want to watch them actually. But oh, um, amazing. Would I like them? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, I, I'd be intrigued. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, quite intrigued. Um, so number one, I'm guessing they're both the same. Yeah, probably. Boyhood. Boyhood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you just chat about Raid, I suppose I could, I could go first. I'm yeah, yeah. about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure most people have seen it anyway. But um, I did have a few problems here and there. You know, I think when we reviewed it, I think my biggest problem was the handling of the sort of um, the stepfathers in the film, which I felt was a bit two-dimensional. Yeah. In his teenage years, he was a bit irritating. But in a way, I don't blame the film for that because he's a teenager and a teenage teenage boy is yeah, probably teenagers, for fucking annoying. irritating <laughs> and pretentious. I guess the problem with it is that it sort of ended in the pretentious years, yeah. and it sort of so it didn't. But I mean, that is really minor complaints. I mean, ultimately, um, the reason it is there, and I think this film will be spoken about in for you know for, forever, is just this sort of experiment of following this family over these uh, every single year is a sort of stunning to see. Every, you know, it's just amazing to watch people age. It's just a really bizarre thing. Yeah. But it is. it was amazing. Every time they aged, it was, for some reason, it just kind of dragged me in. It was just, found it just absolutely fascinating. And it was also great. It just felt really, really well observed. It just felt really real and that you kind of you kind of you rung true you kind of you know the you know it's not it's called boyhood but in a sense you get to see the kind of parents yeah. the sister you get to see the whole family sort of evolve and grow and and it just felt kind of special in a sense of which is weird because in a way you watch films to, to to see characters and people and things and worlds that you don't see every day but for some reason this just felt really special to watch mm. and a really sort of you know, and it, and it, yeah, and it's just brilliantly done. And obviously, that we mentioned before, weirdly, I've just seen the third one. It's very similar to what he's done with the before films, yeah. where you're watching every ten years, and I've just finished Before Midnight, and you know, it's just it's just a great concept in a sense, and you know, and and, and even more with this. And I think, but he's just said he's doing a sequel to Boyhood, isn't he, with the same actor? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, think I, I, I saw a headline, but not quite. I didn't read. Yeah, but ultimately, it was just. It is, in a sense, you could people could argue that it's quite gimmicky, and that in a way it probably is only truly special because we're watching these people grow every year. Yeah. But at the same time, it handles everything else really well as well. Like you care about them and care about this family. It's full of the sort of beautiful moments. No, nothing really dramatic. You know, it doesn't really follow any sort of story structure. 
but it doesn't need to because you know it's it, well, you know, it's not real, but it feels real. It feels almost like a documentary in a sense that you're just watching yeah. these people's lives and these sort of stunning moments in their lives that you know that kind of you really connect with, I suppose. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I can't really add much to that. It's a, yeah, as I say, I mean, I think the, the the only scenes that did bother me, like you say, are usually. Uh, like the scenes with the stepfather it's usually the scenes when something dramatic does happen i think those scenes feel a bit fake i think i i enjoyed just watching the simple small little moments in life and it's it kind of just uh, like you say it felt so natural it feels like it just feels like watching life <laughs> it's kind of weird and it, it's yeah it's uh it, it just really drew me in and i just it's very long it's like three hours long but when it finished, I was a bit like, oh, I want to watch a bit more. It's like, carry on. And um, I think as well, what really what really, um, what really, really struck me was how long it stayed with me. I kind of, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. It, was, it just kind of stayed in my mind. Whereas a lot of the time, even films that I loved, it's like, I, I really enjoyed them at the time. And then I kind of just, not, not totally forget about it. It's probably the wrong word, but you don't, it doesn't really stay there. You, you get on with your life and think about whatever. But I can remember the next couple of days in the shower, just thinking of, of the film. And it I was, don't want to know what you were doing in the shower <laughs> thinking about Boyer. But, but it just, I don't know. It just really lingered. I just found it fascinating. And it, yeah, it's, it, it, it was great. But as I say, I do agree. There were, on a scene by scene basis, there's a few scenes that were just a, oh, a little bit cringeworthy, a few little dodgy bits of delivery here and there but it was mainly those sort of stepfathers they didn't feel as real as everyone yeah. else really yeah. yeah I think because it, it wasn't filled with drama maybe it was just like when there was drama it felt artificial yeah, it felt jarred. stuck in rather. Yeah, yeah definitely definitely yeah so it's, but you know again it had to be number one just just, just for what it did I mean there's, there's as I say How to Train a Dragon 2 Whiplash those two are probably more consistently solid decent films but they just didn't have that same impact on me it was um yeah so i had to have had to have boyhood at the top and i think it's probably gonna it's well it's already been at the top of a lot of lists this year um and rightfully so it'd be interesting to see what happens oscar wise because oscars the for the oscars they tend to have a short memory span and it came out a while ago especially in america but um i'm sure i'm i'm sure it'll probably win a lot anyway but but we'll see i'm intrigued about the oscars this year yeah, surely, surely it's got to be up there, but um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay, so there you go. We've done it, finally. Wow. Well, and as I say, this year we need to uh, <laughs> to get more into it and uh, do this a bit more a bit more regularly. Yeah, especially I'm off to, cause I go to the cinema a lot more now. You know, I'm surrounded by Sunny Worlds and an unlimited card, so... I go a little less, but actually I'm, I have phases this year. I've had blocks where I've seen loads and then I've had little periods where I've kind of not seen them much. And uh, I think it was just before summer. I missed. I missed some of the. Um, I missed like Captain America: Winter Soldier and some of the other sort of blockbusters around then. But then I got I caught a big glut of them after that. And uh, yeah, yeah. I missed living in Paris and stuff. I've missed quite a lot of films. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no excuses this year. No. Well, unless <laughs> having a having a baby makes you yeah. cinema less. Well, yeah, it it won't help. It will make it a little more difficult. I'm I'm afraid, but um, I reckon me and Laura will just take it in turns, allowing the other one to go to the cinema. Yeah. Well, I mean, t- to be honest, I was pretty cheeky actually, because um, obviously, obviously, my my daughter's only has been group, only enjoying her first year this year, so um, I actually still went to the cinema quite a bit. Like, it's probably just me being <laughs> selfish, selfish and being like, yeah, <laughs> whatever, I'm off. Anna's very understanding. <laughs> Your film obsessions um yeah so well obviously you're going back to go on holiday yeah come back and then uh, yeah like i say we'll um definitely get back on the on the podcast yeah. i'll tell you I'll, I'll quickly um 
quickly whiz through what's coming out in the next fortnight. There's not a lot. But just to close the things off in the usual way, uh, 8th of January, we have Taken 3 coming out. Uh, 9th of January, we have Into the Woods and Foxcatcher and National Gallery, which is a documentary about the National Gallery. Um, then the 16th, we've got American Sniper, which is Clint Eastwood's uh, latest film. Uh, Wild, which has been picking up some pretty good reviews. Uh, and Whiplash, which has... <laughs> As I say, it snuck into my 2014 releases. I thoroughly recommend that when that comes out. And uh, Testament of Youth. So, yeah, there's a few films coming out in the next couple of weeks. Cool. Uh, yeah, and as always, visit the website, blueprintreview.co.uk. Uh, follow us at Facebook, facebook.com slash bpreview. Uh, follow us at Twitter, at blueprintrev. So annoying having completely different names for all these things. But, <laughs> yeah, and if you have any questions or queries or suggestions or whatever, you, you can always email us, um, info at blueprintreview.co.uk. Cool. All right. Great. That's it. So let's have a good 2015. Yeah, cool. Cheers. Bye. Bye. everybody is saying about the lair of the unwanted i know jess and rachel at real insights said the lair is our number one favorite podcast yeah and nick job of demented podcast said i look forward to every episode of the lair you know dylan fields of the Lambcast says i'm planning to get a layer of the unwanted tattoo across my face i love it so much <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mad Hatter of Matinee Cast said, I fucking love this podcast. I would die for it. Yeah, Scott and Whitney at Frankly My Dear said, We got married thanks to Layer of the Unwanted. Kai of the MILF Cast said, Dude, I'm speechless. Check out the almost Lammy nominated podcast about the best of the worst movies that's out there. Come see what the fuss is all about. Check out The Lair of the Unwanted on iTunes.